Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Hi, everybody. I have been wanting to talk about the vulnerable. Hello, TC. I have been wanting to talk about the vulnerable among us, and I have decided that today is the day to do it. This is not a perfect sync. This is not a perfect match. What causes me to finally have the conversation that I want to have with all of you is the subway shooter in New York. He's 62 years old. He's seemingly mentally ill. That's not exactly the profile, the demo of those that I want to talk about, but work with me here because it's a, it's a, it's a group that is, I think, under-addressed and underserved. First of all, with regard to the subway shooter, you know that he was taken into custody yesterday, apparently dropped the dime on himself. Uh, I'm sure many people are going to fight over the 50 grand that they were offering for information that would lead to his apprehension. Maybe he wants the 50 grand. Maybe that's why he did it. And New York City Mayor Eric Adams is now, you know, crying foul with regard to big tech. And and I think asking an appropriate question when he says we're watching signs around us of those who are leaning toward violent actions and ignoring them. I can't play a song on social media that belongs to somebody else without someone identifying that. I know that issue. I go through it here and on uh, YouTube. Why aren't we identifying these dangerous threats? And and what it's also going to do, it's going to have political ramifications because there will be people like Donald Trump who will say, you know, look at this. Uh, they take me down from Twitter for offering my political perspective. The New York Post can't circulate its Hunter Biden reporting, and yet this guy goes out and talks about wanting to kill everybody. You know, the day before the attack in which police say he opened fire in a subway car, shooting 10, injuring 13 more, he posted a video in which he said that he had wanted to kill and, quote, watch people die right in front of him. This comes on a day where breaking news, Elon Musk now says, yeah, I'm in the midst of a takeover of Twitter. Uh, All reminiscent of my interview with Stephen Levy, who wrote the definitive book on Facebook. 
and he took us with him as he walked into a Facebook workplace where people were lined up in cubicles and given the authority to make split-second decisions as to whether content stays or gets flagged. 8 billion people on the planet, 2.5 billion are Facebook users. There's no way you can regulate the content. And AI, artificial intelligence, can't keep up. So, anyway, that's the update on the subway shooter. I said that I want to talk about another group of vulnerable among us. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124, and on the SXM app. Let me try and quickly summarize what I'm talking about. Scott Galloway has been a guest on this program Uh, He is a business world rock star. He's a professor of marketing at NYU Stern School of Business, author of a lot of successful books post-corona, I think is his most recent. He looks hip and cool, even though he's probably about my age. 
What? What do you mean, even though? So, well, you know, he's got he my looks, hairstyle. No, no, he looks hip and cool. He is stop. hip and cool. Right. I mean, if you follow him on Instagram, he's often photographed in a dress. Well, there you he's, go. He's got tremendous credibility with my sons, with our sons, because therefore he is hip and cool. these, these college students really look up to him. So he was a guest of mine back in December on CNN. It was actually not my show. It was when I was in the Cuomo slot, you know, covering... Uh, for a while. And he said something almost as a throwaway line. He said, uh, the most dangerous person in the world. You have the audio of this? Oh, play it. The most dangerous person in the world is a broke and a lone male. And we are producing too many of them. The mating inequality that's going to come out of this dearth of men in college poses an existential risk to our economy and our society. I mean, pretty bold words. What's with the goofy music? Did you add that? Not goofy. Shh. That was from CNN Plus. That was wonderful. Fantastic. Jazzy. Uh, Okay. The most dangerous person in the world broke young and alone men. And he spoke also of, of a mating inequality. So he said that in December. In fact, I even brought him back the following night to say, like, what were you talking about? So Scott Galloway now has a show on CNN Plus. I was invited earlier this week to interview him. I, you know, didn't get the memo. I thought I was interviewing him for his show. I wasn't. I was interviewing him for another CNN Plus product. They have this interview club or interview program. So I really didn't. This was immediately post POTUS program on Tuesday. I slipped into another role and online interviewed Scott Galloway on this same general subject. The crisis among young men in this country, 40% of college graduates are men. That number is uh, greatly diminished and continuing to go downhill. College enrollment, by the way, is, is diminishing as well. Whether that's a problem is a subject for another day. But, but you know, more women are going to college now than men. And Scott is very attuned to the impact, to the ramifications of politics and society and relationships. He is of a mindset, and it makes perfect intuitive sense to me, that relationships are very important. By the way, Scott doesn't care, and I don't care what the relationships consist of. But he presents all this because there's a lot of data in a male-female scenario. Um, But he says relationships provide guardrails. And when people aren't, especially when men aren't in relationships, they don't stay on track. They, 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 their lives uh, go off in directions that they ought not to, including violence. He's not talking about the 62-year-old who shot people on the subway in Brooklyn. That's not who he's talking about. He's talking about young men who right now don't see a future, They don't feel tethered. They don't feel attached. They are therefore prone to getting wrapped up in conspiracy and misogyny and a lot of things that they shouldn't be involved with. They're frustrated sexually because they don't have partners. They're not having sex. Women, women who are now getting educated are looking for men who are educated and they are in shorter supply. And he gets to a point, and by the way, this is all like me interviewing him in 30 minutes. And if you're a subscriber to CNN Plus, you can watch the whole thing. I have a clip that kind of sums up his thinking. 
where he essentially says, you know, we have a problem in this country because too many young men are vaping and watching porn and the younger women are out there setting the world on fire academically. They're going to come out of college and there aren't going to be enough men who have similar interests or educational status. You remember the book of the Princeton mom, Mary Smart? Oh, yes. Where she said, and it became controversial, but it was actually quite um, an original thought and and interesting. She said, hey, you know, find a mate when you're on a college campus because the admissions office has screened for you. Your MRS degree, as they say. Your MRS. I mean, she wasn't saying it in a, uh, I didn't find it to be said in a demeaning way toward women. She was making the point for men and for women. Did you? I think by definition, right? Why? Like, why do I need to? Well, because the idea is that why do I need to, quote unquote, find a mate at all? Can't I just wait and do my own thing and then I'll find a mate when I want to find a mate? In other words, the the implication of something like that is if you don't find a mate in college, you will never find a mate. And no, that is what is most no, important. No, that's not what she was saying. She was saying she was that saying there's no she was, better she was dating saying, pool she was saying, than when you're at Princeton. She was saying a group of professionals have read Joey's Common App. And they then let him in. And maybe you should take advantage of that screening. Do you want to make this personal? Because I can go there. No, I don't. I I want to get back to failing young men. I want to get back to failing young men who are vaping and watching porn. That's what I want to talk about. So with Scott Galloway, I do a 30-minute interview. We work questions in from a live audience. And then at the end, I pose a question to him. This is a better summation of what I'm talking about than anything I've said heretofore. Time is short, and uh, there's a question that I don't see on the screen right now, but it was in the notes of what I was provided in advance, meaning it legitimately came from this audience, and I didn't like the way it was worded. So I want to make sure that we quickly address it. Here's what it said. I'm a young man happily in college, but I've seen up close the amount of men who think that the system no longer works for them and are dangerously resentful of women, minorities, and their perceived advantages The question reads, how do you deal with these guys? And the way I want to reword it is, how do you reach those guys? How do we reach the so-called dangerous men that you're concerned the most about? Right. In other words, I'm back in real time here. In other words, so we were taking questions from the audience, and that was one of the questions where somebody says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm worried about these young guys who are aimless. How do we deal with them? And as you heard me say, the way I pitched it to Scott was, I mean, it's almost like the book that was written uh, after the 2016 Trump victory um, by uh, Ben Bradley Jr., The Forgotten, talking about people in northeastern Pennsylvania who uh, who were attracted to Trump and what's going on in their lives. And I asked the same question, like, how do we reach them? How do we improve their lot in life? That's the way I tried to turn this for Scott, which is to say, we we have a problem. You've got all the data, but what do we do to help these people, not deal with them, like lock them up, but, but how do we make their lives better and consequently make society better? I think a, a lot of men do feel aggrieved. Uh, so the campus environment, you know, the term we use is woke, but the uh, a lot of campuses around the United States have developed a narrative and to stray from that narrative is uh, warrants a certain amount of criticism or disparagement or what people would call cancellation. And I think a lot of young men um, may feel, in fact, that um, 
they are immediately from day one seen as oppressors. I would argue that's arguably not true. And I also think there's a lot of entitlement from white men who saw dad get two cars and a house, even if he wasn't great at what he did. And that no longer washes in this global economy. So I think their expectations based on their gender and their race are that they, they, they are entitled, they feel a certain level of entitlement, which is unhealthy. They also face a certain amount of what I'll call skepticism or suspicion. Uh, when they show up to college, they have to be especially careful about what they say. I think in college campuses now, it's not what you're saying, it's who's saying it, uh, which is bad. College is supposed to play, be a place where we make people not feel safe but make them feel stronger, in my view. And I think we have failed students by with all this, what I'll call nonsense around uh, safe spaces. And uh, I just don't, I don't think that's what college is for. I think we're supposed to rough you up and challenge every basic notion such that you come out with a stronger muscle in between your ears. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the college educated men, I don't think they have any reason to feel aggrieved. I think the more dangerous male is someone who is shut out of the economy, shut out of dating. Uh, it feels alienated from his parents and is in the basement vaping, smoking, watching porn, and sees no viable, uh, no viable um, alternatives or possibilities and is very susceptible to hate speech, very susceptible to conspiracy theory, very susceptible to misogynistic content and wants to blame other people, wants to blame women, wants to blame the government. I think that is the person we need to be worried about. I think most males in college get it and I think are a little bit more evolved than that. I think, at least I hope. I don't, I don't see that dangerous college male. So that's from CNN+. Plus. That's Scott Galloway, uh, part of a 30-minute-long interview. I just rolled for you three minutes. He goes on to say in another clip that what we need to do, his words, are reemphasize masculinity. Now, this is interesting. The headline that was put on this interview, I've just explained to you the whole thesis and the whole point of our conversation. The headline that was put on it by the programmers at CNN was, why are fewer men going to college? The headline I would have put on it would have been, and legit and more provocative, you know, should we reemphasize masculinity, which is where Scott was going? I think far more people would have clicked. Does that resonate? Does that strike a chord with you when he expresses his concerns about the men who are shut out, shut out of the economy, shut out of the dating scene. Christine Emba, you know, was was here two days ago from The Washington Post, wrote that book on sex that I read and, and was really taken Rethinking with. Rethinking sex. Rethinking sex. Right. And do you remember, TC, the the and this, all these things are related, in my view. Do you remember me expressing to her? Um, curiosity about a vignette. I'm, why am I all tongue-tied? Do you remember me pulling out of her book the fact that she interviewed a guy who said, I would never approach a woman who was alone in a coffee shop, think Starbucks, that I found attractive because I'd be worried that she would perceive that as an aggressive act. Yes, absolutely. So, until social media tomorrow because there are a lot of reaction to, to really? Christine Emba's book. Yes. So people liked it? I hope very much so. Very provocative in, in the very best way. Got people thinking. So here's 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 how I th think these things all flow together. 
that guy who's not going up to that gal in Starbucks and therefore he's if he if he won't approach her, he's not in a relationship with her. He's not in a relationship with anybody. He's not he's not having sex as Gene Twangy has told us about iGen. Wow, you went from Starbucks to sex really fast. Well, come on, work with me here. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm not saying you're, I do you're, understand. If he wants to approach someone at Starbucks, presumably that means he's not in a relationship. Right. And, and instead, he's in the basement and he's, and he's vaping and he's watching porn, which then gives him an unrealistic expectation of what relationships are all about, which going back to Christine, Christine Emba. Right. Is, is any of this making sense? Um, so what do you make of what Scott said about the men among us who are shut out. I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm not talking about the 62-year-old in New York. I'm simply using that as a jumping-off point to have a conversation with you that I've wanted to have about the problem, as Scott defines it, of young men who are feeling untethered among us. Do you agree with his assessment? Does any of this strike a chord with you? The final thing I'll say for now is what I really find appealing about Scott is that you can't classify what you just heard ideologically. This is not liberal. This is not conservative. You know, you can read into it if you're looking for trouble. You can, you know, oh, it's misogynistic. He's talking about how do we get guys' relation. No, that's not accurate. That, that's not fair to him. But I think it's really important stuff. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. John, you're in Georgia. I'm intrigued because you told my screener you've done research on TV commercials that insult men. What does that mean? And were you doing this informally or in a formal sense? No, it was informally. Um, I notice sitting and watching TV every night the amount of commercials that portrayed man in a diminished way, or um, portraying the the women in in a more smarter way, so to speak. Anything, to, anything top of mind? Any, yeah, go ahead. Give me an barbecue. example. Yeah, the the guy was cooking a barbecue, and it was a, a Windows commercial, and. Uh, her friend, uh, the wife's friend, arrived, and um, and the guy started burning the food on the on on the grill. I mean, you can make fun of men of about many things, but not a not, not a grilling, grilling, not barbecue. There was an, right. There's another <laughs> commercial uh, about taxes. The the you know the guy can make the taxes work, and the wife sit down, and in five minutes he should get the taxes done. So I started to compile the name of those companies and hit the Internet and started doing, and I found the media companies that build those commercials for each one of those those companies. And then I did a research on the company itself, and every single company was either owned or CEO by a woman. Aha, TC. Aha. John's got them red-handed. Did you hear all that? Did you hear that analysis? I spent about six months writing those notes. <laughs> Very interesting. And I think, thank you, sir. Appreciate it, John. Peer, can you say peer-reviewed, TC? Can you say peer-reviewed? I honestly am not getting involved with that. <laughs> okay. I am so not getting involved with that. Uh, Maybe John needs to do some research on the companies hey, in by the United way, States I'm, I'm, owned by men. I'm just hey, saying. Hey, I'm chuckling. There are more. I'm chuckling, but I'll, oh I'll, I think he probably cited examples that are legit. Uh, Alan, you're in Oregon. I, Greetings. I what did you most want to say? Uh, I was saying that you get to those young men the same way uh, we got the young black men. We've been in this situation for a long time. It was shows that encourage being involved in college shows that encourage uh, doing uh, being uh, more uh, open to things like that. And I also believe that masculinity is the last thing you want to teach. If you listen to what the last caller was saying, it was just 
masculinity that was hurt, let alone not his uh, more than anything else. I don't think uh, I think the commercials uh, might might be discouraging or make make people who are already there angry. But I think what we do is we go back to showing shows like for black folks. Uh, I remember they started showing shows of kids in college and showing shows of kids who graduated college and all these black TV shows now are, some of them are overly imaginative, but they are all professional. They're all in the dating scene. They're all having fun. It encourages all to go there. I think that's the way you get to those people who have been encouraged lately that, oh, you don't need a college education. You can get through life like this. You can work in construction. Well, we see what happens there. If we get past that masculine construction thing, get some guys in the health care, things like that, I think you get them into those relationships because guess what? There's lots of nurses in the hospital. Yeah, you know, no doubt. Hey, I, you're, you're saying like some, so you're saying, saying, Alan, you're and, saying, thank you, Alan. You're saying some things that, that Scott himself addressed with me as part of that, that longer conversation. Andrew, you're in Tampa. What did you most want to say? Hey, Michael, I appreciate you taking my call. I just want to let you know that there's an entire community of, um, uh, they're called incels in involuntarily uh, celibate and these guys are just uh, getting more and more angry because not only are they uh you know uh, economically not able to uh to fit in but also they lack the social skills to be able to talk to women and communicate with people in general and especially women i i have a naive question because i i know little yes. about incels is it is it a term used to apply to people who fit a particular stereotype, or do they who are incels, whatever that is, embrace it? Do they embrace it? Do they do, do they identify themselves as such? Do they organize informally online or however among other incels? Educate me. I, I would say that they they are um, congregating online um, in in forums. Um, and it's not really something that they've chosen, as it is involuntary. However, it's more or less um, they've recognized it, and their rage is kind of what unites them. And the rage is directed what? At women who won't partner with them? Won't have sex with them? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, essentially, you know, um, men, men have a buildup of poison in them. And when they're not able to get the poison out, they, they get very upset at the people who they blame for this, which which could be one. Understood. Andrew, thank you for that. Michael Smirconish. John, you're in Philly. What did you most want to say? Michael, been with you since afternoons in the big talker. And uh, the reason why I say that is I, I think you should you deserve a little bit more credit on the top of this conversation. I've heard you share this thesis on in the context of the Middle East and uh, the young men that would join ISIS and Al Qaeda, I mean these are young guys sexually frustrated, sexually repressed. You, you. No by the way, by the way, this doesn't sound. This doesn't sound. This doesn't sound lightning roundish. You got to move quickly. That was but it. That but was it. you're right. But wait, you're right. I've said that. I, I believe that. I believe that that part of the inspiration. This is probably a sacrilege, but I'm saying it anyway. I think that one of the reasons why they are so apt to fall into uh, some twisted view of their faith is because they're not getting they're, they're not being sexually uh, gratified and they're frustrated and they're angry and they turn to Allah 
I'm not speaking for all Muslims. I'm talking about the ones who are nuts and become terrorists. It's a dangerous combination, and we're doing ourselves a disservice by oh, not so you recognizing the same you agree ingredients with me. here at home. Oh, you agree with Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why. I thought he was, I thought he was disagreeing. Thank you, John. I thought he was disagreeing with me. Uh, a different John. Hoboken, New Jersey. You most wanted to say what? Uh, I would reinstate the draft for generations. Men at that age where you're full of testosterone and trying to figure out what's up and what's down would get disciplined and get focused and interact with people of all walks of life and economic backgrounds. And some will be doctors and lawyers and some will be mechanics, but they come out much more mature and much more disciplined and totally, it gets them through that period of life. where I yeah, totally agree. I totally agree. I hope in, in 10 years, if, if I'm anywhere near a microphone, that I'm still not saying we need to bring back uh, you know, a, a service program. It doesn't need to be military. Because I so believe it, and yet no progress ever seems to take place. Cassandra, you're in Wisconsin. You most wanted to say what? I wanted to say I think that as parents, we're doing a disservice for our kids by raising weak kids. And so then the guy that's in Starbucks, if he asks the woman to go out, if she says no, he has a pissy fit. These are the hired and had to fire someone that he hit on another employee and then because she didn't reciprocate had an absolute fit and so part of this is that these men need to be strong enough that if they are refused or have someone deny them that you're respectful towards them and so that's part of the reason why women don't want anything to do with these men is because they will completely make their lives a living hell in the workplace if they don't reciprocate the way that the men want Cassandra, it's, 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 all worthy thoughts. Yep. All all worthy Thank worthy you. thoughts. Too much helicoptering when they were when they were younger. Rich, Philly, quickly, you most wanted to say what? TC, I got a question representing all women. If you would you uh turn down a successful plumber, electrician? Would I? Rich, are yeah, you asking me? I, I know a lot of women who uh would rather date a poor philosophy student. No, I'm rich. Rich, I'm all about the Benjamins. Bring me a successful plumber and I'm in. <laughs> but they have to be a hunk to turn TC's eye. Let's be fair. They've, they've, that, they've got to be a hunk in order for that to be the case. Emily, you're in Houston. Quickly, you most wanted to say what? Yes, um, I have a 20-year-old daughter in college who is a sort of crush the patriarchy type woman. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to speak for her for a minute, because I think what she would say in response to uh, all of those sentiments is, we've had to work so hard for equality, for income equality, against sexual predators. And now you want us to coddle men because they don't feel masculine enough, <laughs> I think she'd say, F that, no way. We've already done all the hard work, and now you want us to do more? I don't think so. Uh, that is a bright, a bright daughter you're raising. I, bright... I think Emily's daughter and my daughter would get along really well. Well said, Emily. Report to her how well you uh, represented her viewpoint. Andrew, Alabama, you most wanted to say what? Everybody's doing great so far. Let's keep this momentum going. Go ahead, Andrew. Same as what you guys said. Mandatory post-high school service with a communal pool. Commonality of experience, societal buy-in, college intro. 
Doesn't matter where the and, and then strengthening of the trades for quality of life. Hey, I mean, notice dignity of Andrew. Work. Andrew, notice what no caller is saying. No caller is saying this is bogus. This is not an issue. I think implicitly we are all saying Galloway's right. We've got a problem on our hands, and what are we going to do about it? Agreed. And and so I completely agreed. And gaming, I think it's a problem. I think it needs to be addressed by medical people. Gaming is a reality escape for people. It's ridiculous. Years later, we're going to look back at this technology and we're going to wonder whether it was worth it. Terry, you're in Frederick, Maryland. You most wanted to say what? So I have two boys that are in their mid-30s and they played sports from the time they were four. And I'm going to take the baseball as my example. The late 90s, early 2000s, the mentality shifted that everybody gets a trophy. Nobody has to feel bad. Everybody gets to participate. And I said then, no, we're not raising baseball players. We're raising young men and women who learn how to play as a team and function in society. They're not, if you don't tell them no or they don't get to lose, they're not going to learn how to do that. And I said then, all we're doing is creating a situation where young Bobby or Miss Mary is going to get to a situation that they can't handle, and the next thing you know, they're going to shoot somebody or something crazy is going to happen because they've never been told no. They've never lost. They've not had that experience, so they don't know how to handle it. I I think it started much younger than we think we're talking about. So I, what you say makes sense to me. I wrote a whole book in a prior life on this and related subjects. It was called Muzzled. And when I got to the discussion yeah. of, of everybody gets a trophy, I, something stands out in my mind. Um, and that is that there was a movement among school teachers at the time to stop using red Sharpies because it was perceived to be a color of failure. And there was actually a move afoot to try and find purple as a grading mechanism. I kid you not. I could document this if I took the time to pull that Incredible. shelf, that book off the shelf. So a, a part of a whole larger picture is what you're saying. Two more. Two more. Don in Utah. Thank you for your patience. What did you most want to say? I'll make this as quick as I can. Hey, my daughter, the other lady talked about the daughter. My daughter's 29 and she has fought with two relationships early that were extremely abusive she at at a time saying it's not worth it dad guys have just gotten so it's they're in so much control they fight back and say we've had enough plus i think religion plays in from the 50s 60s and 70s where biblically women are supposed to be subservient and now you have young women coming out and saying i don't believe that you have parts of religion demanding women's subserviency and men or, or girls have had enough of that they just said enough Don, is this a problem among, is this a problem among, I should have asked Scott Galloway, among white young men or all young men? I think because I I was very in tune with my kids growing up, the ones who had strong religious backgrounds, like extremes, ended up being the ones that were very problematic with women. The ones that were equally had some faith of any type, but had some balance, ended up being those who didn't aggressively go with women and call them Mm the things that you say so it right. really has a lot to do with how they're raised and how biblically forced down their throat they think man is ruler women is subservient got it got a roll and i thank you for your contribution final hitter on this subject len manchester new hampshire you most wanted to say what hi michael quickly uh about 50 years ago 50 years ago there was a book called sexual suicide written by a man named george gilder 
it was right on target, right what you're talking about. I encourage anyone to read it. It's a, you know, you pick it up, you can't put it down. But the well, main premise of the book was yeah. the most dangerous being on the planet is an unemployed male. It wasn't racist. In fact, he, he actually quotes Margaret Mead and some of her anthropological studies in very, you know, in Borneo and places like that. And, and, she, and he points out that this has been going on for a million years. Unemployed males or people, males who have two, no role. Two things. Are two things. Planet, on number, planet. number one, Margaret Mead, a proud product of Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Number two, I know George Gilder's work well because required reading for me when I was an undergraduate was a book that really shaped my thinking called Wealth and Poverty. Wealth and Poverty. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. Thank you so much for allowing me to have a subject like that that's a little off the grid and for you to respond to it. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm-hmm. 